Hello everyone, good to see you. My name is Anke Mulman. Our website is cwowi.eu and stands for Church Without Walls International. We are part of a worldwide network of house churches. Go to our website if you are interested in house church, how to do that and so on. There's another website you can go to. <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> That is cwowi.org, lots of information. Today I have it on my heart to talk to you about our walk by faith. Doesn't the Bible say that we walk by faith and not by sight? But how does that look like in our lives? So I want to go to the Bible, of course, see wonderful examples and share maybe a little bit about our own life or maybe you can relate to things, how the Lord works, because He works different than we oftentimes think He works, right? So we think our walk by faith is like we have something in our heart to do and it's like a straight line and we get there. It's like um, when you go by car to a destination and you pinch in the destination on your GPS and it exactly shows you where to go, which cities you pass, which road you have to take. But you know when you walk uh, with the Lord and He tells you something about your future or about your destination, what you're going to do in the future, He oftentimes tells you the finished version and He tells you what's going to happen in, in at the end. And sometimes he even tells you to take the first step, what that first step is. But it's not like he shows you the the whole path that you have to take. No, because we walk by faith. Otherwise, we would do it ourselves. And say, thank you, Lord. I know where to go. I know where the bumps in the road are. I try to avoid them. And uh, let me do my thing. No, it doesn't work like that. Well, Abraham is called the father of our faith. So it seems a very good uh, a thing to go to the life of Abraham. And when you go to Genesis 12, for instance, this is what the Lord told Abraham. He says, Genesis 12, first, first, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will make you a great nation. And bless you, make your name great, you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curses you, and so on, and so on. So he tells Abram, the finished, the finished version, which is, I will make you a great nation, and the nation shall be blessed. You will be a blessing to everyone. But what was the first step to take is, you have to get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house. Okay. Well, nice Lord, I have to go. Wow, that is a lot of work to go because Abram was wealthy. He had many animals, many family members. And, but okay, it says in verse 4, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. He took Lot with him, all their possessions, it says, which they had gathered. So there was a lot to do to pick up all your stuff and to go, but it was a step of faith. He did go, but he didn't know where to go. Where do I go? Well, the Lord didn't tell him where to go. He says, I will show you. But Hebrews 11.8 says he went out not knowing where he was going. He gave up everything that was familiar to him, everything that was dear to him, to an unknown land. He just went. Well, it is often said it's easier to steer a moving car than one that is parked, or it's easier to steer a moving ship than one that's sitting in the docks. So often, oftentimes in our lives we are afraid to take a, to, to do something, to take that first step to go a certain direction, because we think, what if we miss God? What if this is the wrong decision? But oftentimes it's better to do, do something which seems natural to you, which you feel led to do, and not be afraid if you make a wrong decision. If you do, the Lord will steer you back on the right path. Right. 
So that is how the Lord works. He expects us to just follow even if we don't know exactly where to go. So look at the life of Abraham. He went south, it says. He went as far as the Terebinth of Moa, uh, Mor Mora, Moray. <laughs> I don't know how you, we say Mora in, in, in Dutch, but okay. That was a distance over a thousand miles. Wow. And then it says, and the Canaanites were in the land. Wow, Lord, it is my promised land and there are enemies. So they, the Canaanites were mentioned, I think, 150 times in the Bible. They were wicked. They were idolatrous people. They were descendants from Noah's grandson, Canaan, and he was the son of Ham. They were fierce people, not easily defeated. So it will not be an easy journey. No. Then you can wonder, okay, is this the right place? Am I in the right place? But verse 7, it says immediately that the Lord appeared to him, to Abraham. And then he said to you, your descendants, I will give this land. So he confirmed what he had spoke. said, yes, Abraham, you are in the right place. This is where you need to be. Okay, and what did he do, Abraham? He still went south. He was like oh, spying out the land probably or taking possession of the land. And then it says in verse 10, now there was a famine in the land. Now he's finally where he needs to be. He obeyed God and there is a famine in the land. So the, the case that the fact that there is a famine in the land does not mean that you are out of God's will or that you miss God. No, there are still famines in the land, even if you are doing the right thing. So what did Abraham do? Well, he had to provide for his family. So he went down to Egypt because there was food and there was provision. And he had to do what he had to do in the natural to provide for his family. So yeah, it was a kind of detour, a change of plans, some bump in the road, however you would call it. But some years later, he returned to the land and to the vision. And that's with our lives too. When you know somewhere to go, you know, things happen. Circumstances happen. People make decisions that are contrary to the will of God. And oftentimes the Lord has to take you around and do a detour with you. Uh, there are difficulties that are awaiting us, but it doesn't mean that you are out of God's will. No, but we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk with the Lord and he will show you, he will guide you where to do. And like in Abraham's life, there was provision for him. Well, another um, great example is Noah, the life of Noah. Genesis 6, you have to go back to the left in your, in your Bible. It says that the Lord saw the wickedness of man and he was sorry that he had made the earth. And he was grieved in his heart and he said, I will destroy man and beast. And then in verse 13, he said to Noah, well, the end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence and behold, I will destroy the earth. But you yourself, you make an ark. And then he gives um, Noah instructions how to build the ark. So the end result was, okay, you know, I will destroy everything and whatever. And there will be a flood, and but you, Abraham, you have to make yourself an ark. That was the first step. Did Noah know and, and did he ask God, God everything? That Okay, I can build an ark, but I have to know what to do. How do I get the animals in the ark? What will people say when I build the ark? What am I going to tell? It never been, been a flood like that, 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 like the one that was going to happen before. No, but he just obeyed. He did according to what God commanded him to do. And some scholars say it took him 120 years to build the ark. Well, anyways, a long time. And Jesus says in Matthew 24 that all the people around him, they were drinking and marrying until the day that Noah entered the ark. So oftentimes the Lord shows us first a complete version, you know, what is going to happen in the future. 
And then sometimes the first step we have to take. And the Lord has to do the rest. Because the rest will be done supernatural. It will not be done by your might and by your power. When you go to the life of uh, Paul, the uh, uh, Apostle Paul in Acts 26, for instance, he is retelling his story to King Agrippa. And then the Lord says in verse 15, okay, I, 16, I have appeared to you for this purpose. I will make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which, which you have seen, of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jews and from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. Wow. So that was a big thing, actually, to whom I now send you. So what he actually is saying, I will deliver you from the people and I send you to the Gentiles. Wow. And we know the Lord told Paul through Ananias of the things he would suffer. But he didn't fill in all the blanks and all the details like what he had to go through. It's not like, Lord, uh, uh, Paul, if you want to follow me, if you want to be my apostle, my send one, this is what's going to wait for you, shipwrecks, betrayal, you will have hunger and thirst, and people will, will leave you, and so on. No, that will not, he, did, he, he left out those things, because he will only tell us what we need to know for now. So after Paul met the Lord, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. They didn't believe that he was a disciple. And then in Galatians 1, uh, first chapter, Paul shares that he went to Arabia. And after three years, he went to Jerusalem and so on. And there in the desert of Arabia, the Lord showed him many wonderful things, many revelations, what we have now Nowadays, who you are in Christ, about your authority in him, uh, uh, so many more things about grace, about faith, and about the law, and so on. But it was not like he probably expected it would be a smooth road. No, it was not a smooth road. It's a walk of faith, and we do not walk by sight. Do we miss it sometimes? Absolutely, we miss it. Like Abraham, he decided to help God. He produced Ishmael with Hagar. But the Bible still calls him the father of our faith. Like in Genesis 15, Abraham thinks that, well, probably Eliezer, his servant, will be his heir. But then the Lord says, no, this one will not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body will be your heir. Okay, now he knows. That is, that is after the first chapter, this is more, a little bit more revelation. The, the baby will come from his own body. And he kept believing God and Sarah kept believing God. But after 10 years, still no baby. And Sarah was still barren. So she was, has exhausted her faith, you could say. She came up with a solution. She said, okay, Hagar, my, my maidservant, she will have a child. And the child will be mine. Because it was a custom in that area. So Hagar, Abraham listened to his wife. Sometimes, uh, husbands, you have to listen to your wife. And sometimes you do not have to listen to your wife. So, But he listened. He went, uh, Hagar conceived, Ishmael was born, and all the consequences we have from that decision nowadays. And then in chapter 17, the Lord confirms his covenant with Abraham, and he says, yes, you shall be a father of many nations. I have made you a father of many nations. It's what I will do, Abraham. That vision is very big, you know, but I will do it. I will make it uh, come to pass. And then in verse 15 and 16, he says, I will bless Sarai, Sarai and give you a son by her. And she shall be a mother of nations. Oh, wow, Lord. Now we have Ishmael. And now you are telling me that it will be through Sarah. Why not tell me this from the start? That would have been so much easier if you tell me every bump in the road, every uh, wrong decision I'm going to make. 
please show us everything, give us the details. But no, the Lord is not doing that and he's still the same. He gives us partial information, not everything you want to know from the start. And why does he do that? So that we walk with him and get to know him. And it's our walk is a walk by faith and not by sight. It's not a straight path. We expect it to be a straight path, but no. There will be detours, will be bumps in the road, there will be enemies, and so on and so on. But the Lord will lead us and guide us. And even if we make mistakes like Abraham, he is still called the father of our faith. I hope that's a blessing and maybe you can relate to that in your own life. Maybe you wondered, am I doing the right thing? And we oftentimes wondered that in the past, are we doing the right thing? We do not see that promise fulfilled yet, but you do in the natural what you know to do. You follow the Lord as good as you know how to, and he will guide you, he will lead you, he will bring in the right people into your life or whatever is necessary to make that vision, that promise come to pass in your life. Hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.